politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to fight as if our life, liberty, property, and all of the things that matter are on the line. If that is what you care about, well, this is your only place to go. See our podcast, your host, Daniel Hurwitz, back here today for Wednesday, July 26. And that is the question. Do we really feel like our life is on the line? Our liberty is on the line? Do we really feel like there is a sense of urgency? Are we on a war footing? My question to all my colleagues that do not join me in any of the budget fights, the must-pass legislation fights, an agenda and strategy at a state level, what needs to be done at the governor level with executive orders and state legislatures, what sheriffs could be doing, like we talked about yesterday, interposing against FBI tyranny, great show with Steve Friend, down-the-ballot primaries, any other strategy to creating a movement and a party that actually is oriented towards immediately redressing our grievances. My question to them is, what is your endgame? What is your endgame? Here we are, we had the worst thing ever done to us with COVID, physically, you know, again, literally, life, liberty, property, economy, still suffering today. Where's the reckoning? It's as if nothing happened. And even the DOJ, which is unanimously hated, the DOJ, the FBI, like we talked about yesterday, Everyone's like, this is the biggest issue. They're going after Mr. Trump and the weaponization. Again, 100% of conservative media is on the same page on that. But yet, if you look carefully, again, nobody is calling for a defund fight. And now increasingly, there's a distraction with impeachment that won't go anywhere. It will just look like the tit for tat. Oh, it's Hunter Biden versus the Trump allegations. Rather than we are going to do these 10 things you you. Cancel the August recess, protect the border from the drugs and the crime, our economy that is growing from the debt-driven inflation and the green energy stuff that you can't afford, cars and homes and food and energy, small businesses closing up, they're confusing a generation of children into not even knowing who they are. And then you have a defund fight over that. And certainly that they're weaponized against our own people. You talk about the surveillance, the lack of privacy. You know, that was always the big popular way of messaging abortion. Turn it around on them. Every day I give ideas. That is so much more of a winning message. At the end of the day, you have to appeal to the people. That's all you have. But instead... I think tomorrow afternoon they fly out. They'll be out for six full weeks. Nothing. So even if somehow you would force a government shutdown, it would be so weak with no messaging behind it. And it's all tethered to one man. But even that one man, what is the end game? What is the end game? How do you save him? Because that's the most important thing, not you, but save him from going to jail assuming that's really on the table, which we're told it is. What is the end game? Okay? They want to take him out. Well, actually, the first trial is going to be in May after the primary. So certainly, if there's a D.C. prosecution and then a Georgia one they're talking about, that will be even later. So it clearly won't stop him from winning the primary. And clearly, they see the polling, how every time they do it, he goes up. So clearly, if they're trying to remove him from contention, uh, they wouldn't be continuing it because it's making him more popular. So clearly, it's the opposite. So I want to explore this and obviously want to talk about some of the news of the day. I'm going to bring on Steve Dace today because normally I go on his show. But today, I want to uh, bring him on because I can't make it to his show. I'll be out in the afternoon. Our first sponsor today... You know, with all this stress, there's nothing like showering with QP goat soap. Yes, that's right. Made from goats from our 16-year-old Blaze subscriber, Christian homeschool family, Quinn Pittman. 
I'm telling you, my son is obsessed with this stuff now. He he barges into our room uh, at night because he wants to take more soap. So I finally just put the box of soap we had in his room because uh, uh, each day he wants to try out a new scent. They have lime, sublime, raspberry lime, cedarwood lime, um, coconut, tropical coconut, all sorts of amazing scents. And it, most importantly, it's all natural. So many soaps are the equivalent of junk food on your body. Whatever goes in your skin gets absorbed in. They also have laundry soap, too. So a lot of interesting new products they're growing, and we're very thankful for your help supporting parallel economies, supporting healthy products, and supporting our own. So go to qpgoatsoap.com. Put in promo code Daniel, simple promo code Daniel, for 10% off. That's qpgoatsoap.com. So, folks, when I pose this question to everyone and I say, look, all the same polls that show Trump ahead in the general election show him winning in in the primary, show him losing in the general election. Okay, all the polls, you know, shows him getting crushed among independents, and it's nothing new. It's a continuation of the same electorate we have faced now for three consecutive elections. And my point is, what is your end game? Like, how is he going to win the general election? Before we even get to, based on what he's even saying now, how do you have any confidence that he has the ability, the wherewithal, the desire, and the focus to even implement anything we want, as if the last four years didn't exist, including some of his own statements even now? Like, when he, when he gets asked about the FBI, he starts talking about the FBI building. And, you know, like, what, huh? Um... And they just give me a blank look, and then finally they get on to say, well, everything is rigged and stolen. They'll steal the election anyway. So I look at them, and I'm thinking, well, okay, so then if it's rigged and stolen, so so then, again, what is your strategy? Meaning if you really believe they're going to lock him up, they're going to lock us up, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, then, then what, are you, what are you doing? Well, it's election stolen. Okay, well, then even more so, what are you going to do? Meaning my point is there's one thing if you're like, look, in all the states where we control, lock, stock, and barrel, even in a bad election year, even in a stolen election year, we got our MAGA guys in there, and and we got like Marjorie Taylor Greens as every governor and legislature, and we are interposing, like we talked about yesterday, um, having law enforcement break all ties with the FBI, and... We're fighting the tranny stuff. We're fighting the border. We're doing state-based deportations or at least dumping them in blue states. We're basically doing de facto national divorce. That is our plan. And we're you know, winning the primaries in Senate, governor. We're, we're, we're focused on the legislative sessions. We're focused on what the governors need to do to block green energy from, from uh, you know, going on in our places. Kind of like, in a sense, we're fulfilling... Jason Aden's song, try that in a small town. Like, hey, that, that's not going to fly. You might be able to do that in your areas. We might not be able to win a national election, but we will win, let's say, 40% of the country. We will have lock, stock, and barrel. Try that in a small town. Except the problem is they already did try it in a small town. They are, and they're winning. <laughs> okay? By the way, they tried the rioting too. We've had cases in Utah where people were stopped at... at intersections people were shot at i mean maybe not tiny towns but certainly it happened in you know small to mid-sized cities in red states and nothing happened uh they did try it because trump allowed the riots to go on for for two months straight without doing anything um because openly jerome smith and brooke rollins the antithesis of the type of people he said he would hire wanted him to win the black vote literally and that's why they stood down I don't understand how that gets forgotten. A lot of people are touting this MAGA ad. They put out this two-minute video, and it's like, this is the greatest ad that's ever been put out. And it shows a kind of riding and pictures of burning. And I'm thinking, is that like an – is there no self-awareness? Yeah, that happened under his watch. And it wasn't like something out of his control. It was a deliberate decision made by his own cucks. Coke brother, literally. Coke-funded alumni – Jerome Smith and Brooke Rollins to stand down. Of course, Jared Kushner and everyone he brought in. But my point is, is one thing if we had that. 
So it's like, all right, you know, so then kind of the message would be something like this. You know what? We got to stand by our man. They're persecuting him. We're just good. We're not going to back down. We're going to support Trump. But the understanding is that if he loses, that, look, we, we're well on our way to changing the nature of who is elected from red states. And we're going to make red states red. We're going to, you know, have a amazing state legislative session come January 2023 and 2024. So you know what? We're going to limit the impact of a Biden second term anyway. Okay, that, that's a coherent plan. But I'm the only one saying that. And as you well know, we're actually going backwards and even open seats, whether it's Senate, whether it's governor, that come up from red states, it's the same old garbage. Same old, same old. Heck, it looks like we're not even going to win Kentucky's governorship. That's how pathetic this movement is. And the answer is, there is no end game. The end game is, they are enjoying the day-to-day talking points. Most people earn a lot more money than I do and work much less than I do. Again, I mean, as you well know, I'm trying to pitch my ideas, my amendment ideas, state, federal, whatever I could do that I feel that someone will listen to me and maybe I can get a policy idea, I do. I don't get paid a penny for any of that work, but it's much more time consuming than doing like a talk show, you know, and and things like that because that doesn't take much research. But that that's that's why we are where we are. We have no Sons of Liberty, we have no James Madisons, we have no leaders. We don't even have populist leaders. Like I said, it's worse than a French Revolution. It's literally, there. there's nothing going on. The left is on the field continuing to advance. Again, pick your top items. Releasing illegals into the country, the criminal justice agenda, the tranny agenda, the green energy agenda, the biomedical security state. I mean, forget it. That is off to the races. That has not been inhibited one ounce. And we're just like, yeah, we got this great movement Toilet paper USA, awesome. And it's like there's no self-awareness. I'm, I'm not even getting into the disgusting behavior we saw yesterday with the lies that Trump's putting out that DeSantis is working with the DOJ and like there's no rules of morality and bearing false witness. Like nothing matters. We get that. I'm not even complaining about that. I'm just saying, all right, you know, fine. You know, for today's show, I want to make it that DeSantis doesn't exist. Okay, so, you know, Trump wins the primary, done. What is your plan? What is your plan? So I want to bring in my partner in crime here. Today's interview is brought to you by Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Again, stop talking about woke companies and the fact that we're funding people who hate us. Actually do something about it when you can. Uh, This is black and white. I mean, there's AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon. Okay, there's nowhere else to go, and then there's Patriot Mobile. So it's very simple. Which one do you want? When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military and veterans. It's a 100% U.S.-based customer service team. It's the only one that has that, so it's easy. You could keep your phone, keep your number, go to patriotmobile.com slash CR or call 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with offer code CR. Make sure to ask about their coverage guarantee while you're, while you're there. Again, get the same dependable service and take a stand for your values by making the switch today and joining the Patriot move, movement at patriotmobile.com slash CR or call 878-PATRIOT. And I guarantee you they won't speak Indian or Spanish. So as I mentioned, I know you guys are upset. I'll be out tomorrow, leaving this afternoon. So you're going to miss my weekly schedule with the prophet of Isaiah and me playing the role of Jeremiah on our good friend Steve Dace's show. So instead, I figure we'll just bring him on here right now and continue the discussion. Hey, Steve, thanks for changing your schedule and joining us today. Anytime for you, brother. You bet. All right. So we're taking a long view where we've come from, and where we're headed. And I'm going to make a statement that's very depressing because, you know, that's what I'm here for. But again, I mean, you can't solve something if you think you already did. You can't score a point if you, in your mind, you already have the ball in the end zone. And I look at 
my entire career. And I feel confident in the statement that we have made zero progress moving the party to the right. That it's the same thing that the, the, that the person with the most name ID or just most prominence that's talked about in the media as the selected kind of controlled opposition to the Democrats is what Republican primaries vote for. About a third of Republicans vote in the primary, and we typically get 25 to 30% of those. Um, you have people that could rape us on every single issue in a deep red state right before an election, and they'll get reelected. You're from Iowa. I, you know, there's no path to getting rid of Joni Ernst. I certainly would vote for Mickey Mouse on the ballot, even if I didn't look up his website, uh, if he's on the ballot next to her. But 70% will not do that. Um, Trump just added this extra flair that has paralyzed even the hardcore right to acquiescing to the status quo as long as they're entertained with but the Democrats, but the media. And looking forward, I just see a future of there's now an industry to be made off of grievances because the left is really tightening the noose around our throat. Life, liberty, property, and in its most literal sense. Um, we don't have a way around it. So the more frantic and destructive it gets the more there's an amazing market to talk about it and to elevate your latest flavor of Andrew Tate or this guy said this and earn a living off of it, the more they continue on the playing field of outcomes unopposed and continue to do it, the more frantic they get and the more you can make more money off of it. I see this vicious degenerative cycle. Do you agree with me or do you see some degree of progress? So let me... Let me enter into my part of the conversation by saying, from this time forward, Ron DeSantis does not exist. He was never conceived, never born, isn't running for president, because I think it'll help us to have a healthier conversation if we just remove that and look at things as they are right now, minus him and his, his presence in the field. Um, I agree with you that substantively, nothing has been moved to the right. I disagree that symbolically things have been moved quite a bit to the right, but symbolically is really all our people mostly care about. And that is substance to them. For example, this is where you and I's age difference comes into play. When I was first getting involved in this as a young voter, as a young conservative, before I became a Christian, I mean, I was a, I was a Rudy Giuliani Republican. I mean, I thought people like Daniel Horowitz and Steve Dace cost us elections. All right. And so I used to pay attention to things like the, uh, the, the platform battles that would be on CNN back in the, the late 80s, early 90s. And Roger and Ann Stone, his former wife, would be up there every quadrennial platform battle before the convention battling to have all the pro-life language taken out. Now, you don't get elected dog catcher in the Republican Party if, if you have that kind of a position. Now, you don't have to do anything on it. Yeah. I mean, in many cases, substance isn't asked of you, but um, symbolically, things have moved to the right quite a bit. Now, Roger Stone is the henchman for the president that overturned Roe v. Wade. So symbolically, things have moved to the right a lot. Significantly, they haven't. And, but, I, uh, but this is where you and I are going to disagree. I, I am not concerned about the long-term future here. And it's because I think everything you're saying is true. Because, because everything you are saying is true, there is no long-term future. So there's no need being worried about it. Like, I'm not worried about what the next 20 or 30 years are going to be like. I don't think there is a long-term future. I, I think we're in revival or bust, Romans 1 or revival. And, and I, I watch the culture as we speak kind of breaking down into dueling, D-U-E-L, dueling Roman era cults, the cult of, as our colleague Aaron McIntyre describes it, the total state. Um, and this is the cult of the state is in whom we live and breathe. The state is God. Uh, the state determines ethics, not the church, not a God. Or a, the Red Caesar, Julius Caesar, the Caesarian cult. Find one strong man, give him the keys to the city, and he will save us. Of course, he never gives them back passes on his entire legacy uh, to a ward 
uh, by the name of Octavian, who then declares himself uh, to be uh, God and emperor, and that continues, that tradition is where we go next. So essentially, in the middle of this, while one group wants to make the state God and another group wants to make Caesar God, the Republic is lost. That's where we are. And we have a very, very limited window, I think, to alter that trajectory politically. Um, I think if we don't take advantage of that window right now, then you are in a position where everything is existential at that point. Everything is a cold civil war that, unfortunately, if you keep, um, you know, um, mutilating people's kids, if you keep calling their small businesses non-essential, if you keep taking their land, you'll put people in a position where they'll feel like they have no other alternative history shows but to act um, in in hotter ways Um, or and or spiritual revival. And, and there, are, there is no long-term future in this movement. And in many respects, the conservative industry, media industry, Daniel, is like Hollywood in the late 90s, early 2000s. If you go back and look at Hollywood in the late 90s, early 2000s, man, they made a ton of apocalyptic films, a ton of them. Almost like they were admitting, we're this, you know, and the audience ate them all up, you know, and, and almost as if to say, we, subconsciously we're acknowledging we don't deserve to go on as a society. And I think the actions of our industry are emulating that now from the right, which is for, and I'll give you some examples. The election was stolen, but we don't ask for any long-term plan from the yeah. people that it was stolen yeah. from uh, to do something about it. And instead, as you and I are speaking today, Rudy Giuliani files a court a filing in, in Fulton County Court, admitting he said untrue things about what was going on there. And there's video out of, the, of Jason Miller, uh, Trump campaign. Um, I don't know what role he has there with, within that motley crew, uh, admitting to the January 6th committee, fully masked in a room by himself, by the way, <laughs> fully masked in a room by himself. With an N95. That, that he didn't yeah. Buy in, yeah, did, you didn't buy into any of this narrative. Okay. And so nothing is asked. Um, You look at a lot of prominent MAGA influencers. They want to arrest Trump. They want to arrest Trump. I'm out there. I was out there saying months ago they're going to arrest Trump if something's not done. They're going to arrest him. Okay. well, then what's your solution? Well, and the only solution is an outcome that is very precarious. Trump's overall candidate profile isn't any better than it was on Election Day 2020. And in many areas outside of our own cabal, it is worse. Yes. And so their only outcome is to gamble everything on nominate this guy so he can win. But if he doesn't win, he's going to spend the rest of his life in prison. Many of those people are probably looking at all kinds of legal problems themselves. It's, it's nonsensical. And it's, and, and it's the kind of stuff of a last gasp it's it's what you know. Um, uh, Dave Reboy has co- has coined this late republic nonsense, and that's that's really what there 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 isn't a plan. I don't think anyone really wants a plan. Uh, most of our most of our people don't ask for one, and and at this point, it's almost as if we recognize subconsciously. It's almost as if we just kind of recognize we're done here. Uh, make as much money as you can. Uh, get as much grip as you can. Eat, drink, and be merry. For tomorrow we die. And and that's what bothers me because it doesn't freaking have to be that way. It's it's late republic nonsense because they've become a part of that republic. In other words, it's not like oh this is you know the system's going to burn down, the culture is going to burn to the ground. No, it's burning our people to the ground. See, I'm fine mm-hmm. if we erect our Noah's arks if we would do what's literally in our hands to do meaning the areas where even in a bad electoral year, even if you believe it's rigged and stolen, you would still win, but you're not. Um, And you erect barriers. All right, they steal a national election, because that's what I'm told. When I say Trump, you know, there's no path to him winning. They're like, well, they're going to steal it anyway. So I'm like, all right, well, if you are doing what I'm doing at a state level, then you have something to fall back on. But, But here you don't. So what is the plan? My concern is that our own people through the decrepit leadership of the conservative industry, have been acculturated to accept not just the fate accompli of the post-Republic nonsense, but the decrepit values of it. And what, See, I, I want to yeah. interject there, if you don't mind. So about, uh, about eight years ago, I was brought out to a five-star hotel on the beach in Santa Monica, 
as part of the Salem syndicated broadcast lineup. And it was a great event. And it was, you know, people like Larry Elder, William Bennett, Michael Medved, uh, Eric Metaxas, myself, everybody who was nationally syndicated by Salem at that time. And they brought us out there um, to meet all the corporate VPs and all the regional managers. And, um, and, uh, and, and one of the things we did at the end is all of us were put on a stage at the very end to do a panel. And they could ask us anything they wanted to ask us. And the conversation turned to, you know, what do you think your job is? How, what do you think your job is? And uh, I remember the, um, uh, I can't remember his name. Um, uh, one of the hosts uh, went before me, whose name escapes me. Wasn't one of the names I just mentioned. But he said that he thought his job was to give the people what they wanted. Mm. And I broke from the entire panel on that. And I said, that's not my job at all. First of all, we're a Christian company. We're the largest Christian media company on this continent. So if anybody ought to know, the mob cannot be trusted. We celebrate an event every year that commemorates called Good Friday. The mob can't be trusted. Don't trust the mob, number one. Uh, number two, um, some, because, because of number one, sometimes the crowd wants something that is bad for them. My job is to tell them the truth. My, my job is to tell the, as much truth as I can and as compelling and entertaining as, of a way as I can because I represent a narrow road in a broadcasting environment. I told them that was the truth, that was, or that was my job. I don't believe there's conservative media industry leadership, and I don't believe there ever has been. Rush was always, God bless his soul, was always very hesitant to engage in direct yes. activism. One of the few times that he did, I remember, because I was first breaking into this business, it was the 2008 primary cycle, and it was the three hours before I was on the air on WHO every day. He came on to tell everybody Mitt Romney was the next Reagan, and I came on every day to say that he wasn't. That, I mean, most of his time, he did not do that. Okay? But he never most spoke people, in existential language. He never said yeah, yeah, in the early yeah. 90s, you know, what we come on saying, they are literally going to come for us. They want us dead. They're poisoning right. us. You know, right. a lot of our colleagues say this, and, and, and this, is, this is my issue. Because they are refle they're reflecting the angst of the audience. This mm. is actually a democratically-led process or a, mo <laughs> or a populist-led process. We are not governed like the left. We don't have a handful of donors who will write us all checks to, to take the most principled positions on, the, on, on that side to drive the agenda and the narrative um, to the left and clear out brush so that Nancy Pelosi just goes halfway now and looks reasonable compared to, um, you know, whatever is being printed, uh, you know, on the New York Times editorial page. We don't have that. We have to make money. We, we, and, and, and we're not subsidized at all. We don't have state governments subsidizing us and calling us think tanks or anything of that nature. So we have to make money off of our audience. And that makes you very, very vulnerable to the perceptions of your audience. And, and right now, the perception is, and this, and this is no different. This has been going on my entire career. I mean, I, I, I was told at WHO Radio, after John McCain lost Iowa by nine points, um, uh, and, and I talked about and I talked on my show about how they were ruining Sarah Palin and how you look at his record. And frankly, it's almost indistinguishable from what, what, what Barack Obama has said during the course of, the, of, of this entire presidential campaign. I was told that if I didn't beat Sean Hannity in the ratings in the next ratings period, I would be fired because I cost John McCain, Iowa. Now, I beat Sean Hannity three to one in the ratings period and survived. But I've been doing this dance all along. Then Mitt Romney's company bought clear channel than now I heart radio and I'm on there telling the truth about him. And I'm, and these are my, that, that, that's his company, Bain Capital. They're the owners of it. So I faced constant pressure where that's concerned. Um, Heritage Foundation under old leadership put out a white paper saying that Mitt Romney's um, mandate on Obamacare was great and conservative. We were told we had to forget that they shut down Catholic charities because they didn't want to do gay adoptions after what he did on Goodrich. The same stuff we're seeing right now argued at the Supreme court. All right. We went through we went through all I went. I, this is no different. What's going on with Trump right now is no different except for two things, three things. One, his personality is um, is more is both more charismatic and repulsive than the other two individuals. And so that that makes everything amplified. That's number one. Number two, 
social media has made the monetization of access-based mm. politics much more immediate than it ever was before. Meaning yep. these things worked at a glacier pace before, cycle to cycle. And at least sometime in between cycles, you have a Tea Party to have a correction to the McCaining of the GOP from the right. We don't have that anymore because everything's instant. If you can hear my finger snap, everything, we're, we're checking our clicks, we're checking our rankings every single day because we're getting that instant monetization, that instant feedback from the audience all the time to see if this is working or if it is not. All right. So, so, so there's you know, no time um, for the soul to do its work. I, I, I've observed correct. even even establishment yes. leaning people. When I started in this, they had some sort of tour de force. They had some sort of agenda. Meaning that the campaign never in. ends is what I'm trying to say. When the campaign was over and you won or lost, there was a deep breath period of time of some form of reflection or, or at least we need a break. We get no breaks now. It's campaign mode all of the time because of the, 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 the instant monetization factor of social media. Number three, and this is something I think it's important for guys like you and me to not forget number three. Even though you and I could do volumes of books about how the Trump administration fell short, and we'd be right. It also did more for our people than any national figure or demonstration of the Republican Party had done in a quarter century since the first six months after the contract with America before Newt's issues finally caught up with him. And that basically ended that insurgent con congressional movement. So, yes, you know, in the land of the blind, the one eyed man is king. If I'm in the desert, a tall glass of water looks like a keg of beer. OK. So you and I may make the argument that, that that's not sufficient up against the level of evil we're up against. And in too, in too many cases, their, their inaction aided and abetted that, that very evil. And we might be right about that. I think we are. That's why I hold that position myself. However, it is also true that it is more than they have received from any other national construct of the Republican Party yeah. in basically a generation since the, other than the six months after the 94 Republican Congress. Even okay? though none of it and is so, enduring, we are worse off than we've ever been on every single front. But in a vacuum, if you isolate that, now I could think of some clever analogies here, you know, where you're down, let's say, you know, before halftime, 14 to zero, and, you know, you score a field goal. And then now, you know, rather than scoring three, Trump scored 10 points, but we're down 80 to 10. So, I mean, yeah. that's kind let me of what it is. Better analogy is my, you're always, I love sports analogies, but let me give you a more personal one. For years, for years, my mom and I argued back and forth in between beatings. Okay. We have to leave Dave. And if she was the one getting beaten, I was like, we've got to go. If I was the one that got it, she was like, we've got to go. All right. But here's the thing. Dave also was a good provider. We lived in fairly decent middle class homes. We took very good vacations. We had no, and, and we were convinced. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. We were convinced we had nowhere else to go. There okay. was nowhere else to go. So while Dave lied to us, while he gaslit us, while he abused us, he also did provide for us. He also, it wasn't always bad. There were times that Dave was a great husband and a great dad, but when he hit bottom, man, it was rock to the hell and back bottom. And then, and, and you, and you rationalize it, you justify it because you have, you believe there's nowhere else to go. And so you're only thinking about, I've got to get to that next moment when Dave will be good and nice again, because that's all, you know, and you are caught in this feedback loop. You are caught in this cycle. I understand it. I lived it called my childhood so you basically answered my next question but i'll say it anyway um a lot of our audiences might not see this because this is very inside but it, i still think it's important the last couple months a switch has been flipped and i'm trying to figure it out where the people the closest to me that care the most about substance some might have a public name and are known some are not known but they do stuff in politics and have their entire careers so for the entire seven years, and including people who worked in the Trump administration, we would be able to talk about Trump, and they'd be like, yeah, the guy's retarded. Like, yeah, this is pathetic. And it's like we, we totally understood each other. Three months ago, I would put it around then, two, three months ago, if I hadn't spoken to someone in that amount of time, every one of them, now the more Trump moves to the left, the more he does stuff indefensible, it's like they have no problem with it. It's like he's worse than ever, 
and they are less critical than ever, and it's all good. Oh, this is simple. This is very simple, my friend. This is the same thing. It didn't matter. It didn't matter that the, the day after he won the primary, Eric Fenstrom, Mitt Romney's campaign manager, came out and compared him to a, a, an Etch-A-Sketch. And, okay, time to move to the middle now. Okay, it, none of the, it, it didn't matter that Stephen Schmidt, who tried to bring gay marriage to the Republican Party and has, and, has, and has created a cottage industry for himself as an MSNBC analyst, didn't matter that he was John McCain's national campaign manager. Why? A, a switch was flipped in those two cases. Why? Because they were the anoint because the, the, the process had spoken. They were the nominee. Time to get your seat now before the music stops playing. They're looking at what changed in the last three months since all the indictments and everything began. His poll numbers have skyrocketed. That's all they're looking at. We are slaves to polls. We're a reactionary movement. Our industry, our, 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 best, our best content, it, our top two content items. Of, that you, if you want to make money on the right, let me tell you how to do it, okay? This, this is full, two foolproof methods. Number one, do nothing but react to liberal media all day long and point out their hypocrisies and, 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 er, and errors, number one. That's the number one, that's the number one thing that our, our audience loves. Number two, be black and be willing to say conservative things oh, no. or find, find black people willing to say conservative things so that we don't look like racists. Everything we do is a reaction. We are not oh, no. a movement. We are a reactionary force. And re- this is all a reaction to polling. It's not safe anymore to criticize a guy that the polls say is winning by 40 and, points. And, and you're saying is over. That's that also that explains why three months ago everyone would have been like, look, you know, maybe I want, I'm still with Trump. Yeah. You three know, months ago, I want the DeSantis. Three months ago, his polling was not good without mentioning the other fellow's name. His polling was not good three months ago. Go, on March 12th of 2023, Donald Trump hit his lowest point in the real clear politics national polling average. That's the next day is when the whole narrative began. These indictments were coming any day now, any day now, any day now. They finally came at the end of March and his polling took off. His fundraising, he was going to raise less money than the bake Ramaswamy in the first quarter until he got that indictment. Most of their fundraising in this last quarter was around the federal indictment. The whole, can- the whole Trump campaign, everything is a reaction to they're coming for my guy and I'm sympathetic. And I, 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 I'm sympathetic to that. I understand that. But that, uh, that explains your question. The switch was flipped. He has, he, they think he's already going to be the nominee. Nothing could be done. So there's nothing to be gained by telling the truth anymore. Time to get on board. It's the same game. We played this out over and over again. As I've been saying, the entire Trump era. The cake is still being baked the same. The, 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 the frosting is just zanier. That's all. So, Steve. But the cake is still being baked the same. I know you got to run. I want to culminate this to one point. I have two dueling thought processes, and it really sums up what you're saying, that it's all the same. We've been here before, but there are some differences, and I want to get your take on how much those differences matter. So on the one hand, there's a part of me that's like, It is really important that we get rid of Trump. Why? Because he is a cancer on our beliefs in the sense, not not the way the establishment says, but the opposite, that he satiates the desire of our base to believe in things, but actually, actually he subverts them. He subverts them, you know, a lot. He makes our people okay with, oh, vaccines, okay, they're awesome. All right, you know... When it comes to the tranny stuff, I hate these groomers, but I love myself some Bruce Jenner and Rick, Rick Rinell. Everything he makes, you know, MAGA, make America gay again. And that's mm-hmm. my concern. Like, I don't care, you know, Trump wins, the men you're not allowed to mention wins, you know, whatever. But w- what that's we cannot been, have is a movement that gets subverted. So that's one thought process. I just want but, – but then there's a part of me that says – is Trump subverting our people and making them okay with crap? Or are our people already subverted and love crap, and he's just giving them what they want? Which one is it's it? The, it's, the, it's the latter. Oh, boy. It's unquestionably the latter. I mean, you know, I, I, this is where, again, the benefit of being in Iowa and seeing this stuff at the nascent stages helps. You go back to 2015, Trump campaigned in Iowa for six months and gained and nationally and gained no traction at all, talking about the stuff he cared about trade policy, what was going on with China. Um, Jeb Bush couldn't beat Hillary. Nobody cared. He got no traction at all. Um, as, as recently as late June, 
in 2015, he was at 1% in the RCP national polling average. By Labor Day, he had skyrocketed to, the, to, to number one. Why? Because he found the connective tissue. He found the issue that would build him a base and let him take off from there. And it was immigration. Okay. So this is, this is, they, we live, we, we still live in a representative Republic, despite our claims to the contrary, they are representatives of us. If, if you still think that um, uh, re- responsible governance, if you still think it doesn't have to be this way, if you still think that, uh, that um, we, we have a responsibility to the next generation, then you're going to probably support another candidate we're not going to mention. If you think that we don't have any of those responsibilities, if you think we're on our last legs, if you don't care, if you uh, just want to show, if you just want disruption for the sake of disruption, but what does that lead to? See, I, as a Christian, I cannot support disruption for the sake of disruption. You know, our founders were largely uh, from Christian-founded colonies and were heavily influenced by Christian thought. They, they heavily debated amongst themselves whether it was even godly to revolt. I mean, they, they had Romans, they, they, they debated what Paul wrote in Romans 13 about about you know, not resisting the state and being submissive? And what does it mean to give honor to whom honor is owed and duty to whom duty is owed? Because Paul himself had his head cut off by Nero, so there must have been some place where Paul did not give Nero the honor he thought he was owed, and that's what cost him his life. And are we at that place with King George? Is he asking asking us of honor that he is not owed? That's why they write at the end of that document, they ask God to judge them, judge the rectitude of their motivations in case they're wrong. In case they're setting a terrible example, that you're not supposed to revolt against even ungodly uh, earthly authority. This was all heavily debated. Christians, I'm not, my, I, I'm not permitted to just do things for the sake of a show or disruption. The French Revolution led to a reign yes. of terror. And yes. that's what we are. That's what and, many people and, that call themselves dissidents or disruptors, what they really are is French revolutionaries. That's, and, that's what they that's really what are. that's what concerns me, that the only people that I'm finding on our side that actually kind of want to do something different, but of course not focus on it, they're glumming onto the tactic rather than the outcome. So they Correct. judge the previous GOP as weak and not aggressive enough and more in the line of Mike Pence. So they're like, yep. oh, Andrew Tate, that's like a masculine fighting guy. That's what Correct. I want. And then now Correct. I'm starting to hear the King David analogies back from 2016 again from some of my friends. It's like, you know, sometimes you need the guy that's, that has a bunch of concubines and philander. That, that's really how it, how, how, how it rolls. They become happy with it. And now it's mm-hmm. like they look at the men that you're not allowed to mention and they're like, boring that's like mike yep. pence even though he's totally not but you know i want andrew tate and that's my concern that we're now stuck with you're either the left mike pence or andrew tate european style politics give you the last Correct. word no that and that's and that's why we don't have a long-term future what came after the french revolution was a reign of terror um we don't have a long-term future here it is romans one or revival it is revival or bust that's why i'm not worried about the long-term future and a lot of this is going to be determined right now. And here's the thing that's even funny. No one wants to talk about this, and I'll leave you with, in your audience with this. I mean, I think what's happening to Trump is BS and clear political persecution. We're also talking about a guy that has bragged about multiple bankruptcies, traded in multiple wives when he got sick of them. I have a hard time believing that guy is ride or die. Like, I have a hard time that, believing it. This time next year, the January 6th, grand jury hands him a plea agreement and says, you drop out of the race, never agree to run for national office again, you're a free man. I have a hard time believing that guy says, yeah, no, I'm going to the mattresses for, for the little people. I, I just don't, I don't, I mean, he's a survivor more than anything else. And those are the kinds of things, the, the realities that are, that are on the table in the, in the circumstance in which we live, that these are the things no one wants to talk about. What no one wants game? to bring up. Yeah, what is the, because because that's all outcome based. We don't care about outcomes. We care about reactions. We are a reactionary force. We are not an outcome based force. And that's exactly why we have been outflanked in this culture war and are in the Alamo moment that we are in right now. Indeed, except we are lacking a Colonel Travis and Bowie and the other guys, but we got to be those people. Steve, thanks so much. And of course, folks, 
you could listen to Steve every day. It's worth a Blaze subscription just for that. Steve, we'll speak to you next week. God bless. You got it, brother. God bless. Take care. Bye-bye. Man, folks, who is more depressing? Come on. Be honest with me. Daniel Horowitz at, at uh, startmail.com. I want to know, do you think I'm more depressing or Steve is? Uh, he calls me the prophet of woe and lamentation, but I'm telling you, uh, that was pretty scary. Um, also, do you agree with his contention that Trump is not really a new subversive force? It's just a reflection. He's giving people what they want. The, the only thing that I, I just think is a little bit of an asterisk on that is that there is something to be said that people will take crap, but they will also take something more if you give it to them. In other words, is it that people continue voting for Joni Ernst and Tim Scott and all these people because like I love their gay marriage and they're you know pimping Ukraine and pimping jailbreak and and more visa pork and all the stuff they actually do. Or is it just that there's no movement leading people to say, look, this is what they're doing. So they honestly don't know. I mean, I talk to a lot of people about Trump. And like Steve said, they, they know in a vacuum the good things he did, which, again, a lot of them weren't enduring. They were you got them for free anyway. It was too little too late relative to the other stuff he did. But, you know, you can understand. But you start talking about the other things and they don't know. They just don't know because of the corruption of the movement. In other words, ultimately, you need leaders. You're never going to have, you know, why is it that you're never going to have a scenario where you have a Democrat running in a blue state or, frankly, even in a red state where he's anti-gay marriage, he's for closed borders, he's against Ukraine, he's against vaccines, and not only just against it, but actually working against the Democrat position on it. Right, you left because it will never get off the ground. And the reason is because if there would be 0.1% of a whiff of movement on one issue against the party orthodoxy or the intensity of the party orthodoxy on, on that issue at that time with regard to that elected Democrat, the Democrat move, they have a movement that would vet that out in a minute. So the critical mass of Democrat primary voters would immediately be armed with the information they need when they go into that bo voting booth for their perspective, you know, for what they want. We don't have that. It's kind of a Burkean approach. You need a Burkean leadership, which we don't have. And it doesn't have to be this way. And I do still think that. Trump is a stronger magnetic pull. Steve is right that there's nothing new under the sun. And that's what I keep saying. We've been doing this all along. You know, McCain and Romney and, and, and look, all these other guys. Meaning it's not even like most existing Republican elected officials are Trump. Meaning they're rhetorically like that, policy slightly like that, but then they kind of subvert it. No, they're just straight up antiquated, you know, Tim Scott pro-Ukraine, pro-vaccine, pro-open borders, even though they don't admit it. They're the same guys. So the point is, nothing has changed. But Trump himself does have more magnetic pull. And I feel it is harder to forge a new leadership, whatever that looks like, as long as he creates a negative magnetic pull away from that. In other words, I still do believe that if you just had a party of Tim Scott's, Joni Ernst's, you know, Bill Cassidy's, Tom Tillis's, it would be easier to forge something. But again, if we don't do that affirmatively, guess what? There's more Trumps where he came from. And we're seeing that with Vivek. We're seeing that with Kara Lake. We're seeing that with many more people. But the point is, it doesn't have to be this way. There could be a vision. You know, Steve Friend from yesterday, the whistleblower from the FBI, he has a piece out in The Federalist detailing exactly how he would reform the FBI and basically devolve their powers, all of their muscle, their muscle power, to state and local law enforcement. But, you know, again, it doesn't have to be this way. It really doesn't. You look at COVID. 
We have the FDA appropriation bill coming up this week. Barely any amendments dealing with any of the slaughter that we faced. Now, I do want to just plug, Massey has an amendment banning um, vaccines and food, like plant-based, because there is a problem with this. So it's not given to, you know, like chicken feed. And also so the pollination doesn't go and spread around to all of our food. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene and Mary Miller have an amendment to defund the COVID shots. So those are important. We'll see what happens with that. But again, there is no movement. And I'll leave you with this. Here's the question I'm toying with. Clearly things have to get worse. But is there a window left where things could get worse that will spawn a righteous reaction to the point that we will focus on the reaction and have the ability to implement it? Or if it, perhaps it gets to that point, it will already be too late. See, I don't like the Alamo analogy. Because that connotes like we're making a stand. You know, it's like people want to, Steve was saying it's, it's a debate between people want to bequeath something to their kids versus it's like, I don't care. I'm just going to go out in a you know, blazing fire. This is the end of the road. I actually believe it is the end of the road, but I'm not with them. Because if it's the end of the road, you fight like it's the end of the road. I guess maybe Steve will say, if you believe it's totally the end of the road and no fighting helps, you just have a good time. But I don't, I don't think it's quite like that. I think a lot of these people don't truly believe what they're saying. And that's part of the problem. Again, I'm talking about the people. You tune into some of these shows. They will agree with us on the vaccines. They'll agree with us on immigration, the border, and the economy, and the Federal Reserve, and pretty much everything. But somehow, like, they're not thinking of basic things that are within your ability to implement based on the power you supposedly have, based on public opinion, which still does matter. That's all we can do. All we can do is speak the truth, Micah 6.8, and Isaiah 5.20. Just don't tell us that light is darkness. And darkness is light, and bitterness is sweet, and evil is good. Tell the truth, and do what you can about it. The rest is to God. Let me know your thoughts. Daniel Hurwitz at startmail.com. I'll be out tomorrow. We'll be back Friday. God bless y'all, and thank you for listening.